Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Say greater. Are you here? Somebody say greater. Hallelujah. So that is exactly what we are talking about in the month of July, that God is greater. The Bible says greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. That on its own should carry you the rest of your life. That on its own should carry you no matter what may come your way. That on its own, if you can just grasp, grasp that revelation and hold on to it and never let it go to say greater is the one that is in the inside of me than the one that is in the world. So whatever it is that is, it is portraying itself as great in your life, maybe the opposition that is trying to prove that it is great in your life, maybe the, 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 the circumstances that are trying to prove that they are great in your life, it might happen that maybe you have even uh, 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 concluded in your, in, in, in your life and in your heart that actually this that is opposing me is great. But I want you to know this morning that God is greater. Amen. God is greater than that situation. God is greater than that circumstance. And there are many other people also that are great. There are many possessions that are great. There are many places that are great. But God is greater even whatever it is that is born of Christ. The Bible says it, of, it overcomes the world. So whatever that may try to, to portray itself as great in the world, you are able to overcome because you are born of God. Somebody say amen. amen. And the title of my message this morning is Greater Than Works. Somebody say he's greater than works. He is greater than works. So our God is great indeed, and he has called us to proclaim his greatness. God wants to display his greatness in and through our lives, and he wants us to declare his greatness wherever we are and wherever we go. And I believe that we have done justice in teaching that God is greater and that we serve a great God indeed. And that he is greater than people. And that he is a God that rules a greater kingdom. Many other kingdoms may try and assert themselves as great. But the kingdom of our God is even greater. Turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter number 11. We are going to read verse number 32. Daniel, chapter number 11, verse number 32. Are we there? The Bible says, Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I just want us to zero in on the B part of this scripture. And I want each and every one of us to read as loud as we can, the B part of the scripture. It says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. One, two, three, let us read. But the people who know their God shall be strong 
and carry out great exploits. One more time. One more time, but the people and carry out great exploits. Now, in the easy translation, this word great exploit is translated as work. So, in other words, the people that do know their God shall be strong and they shall work. So, God wants us to work and God wants us to do great works. God does not want us to lie dormant, but God wants us to be people who are workers. Because the Bible says in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, verse number 10, it says, if you do not work, you will not eat. So God wants us to work so that we can eat. And please take note of the choice of words that the Bible is using. The Bible says, if you do not work, you will not eat. It does not say if you are unemployed, you will not eat. So this is not an issue of employment or unemployment. This is the issue of a worker. God wants us to be workers. That is why he even said to Adam, you must till the ground. And tilling the ground is work. So Gone are the days where we will make an excuse and say, I am unemployed. Because God says, if you do not work, you will not eat. Let employment find you working. For employment to find you, you must be a worker. And when I say you must be a worker, it means that you must get something to do. You must put your hand on a plow. Which one? I do not know. Find something to do. There are many other people who are working out there. You can join them. Employed or unemployed. How many of us know that there is no one who can chase you away if you say, I am a worker and I would like to work with you? I'm not even asking for employment, but I'm asking for work because I don't want to be idling. No one can deny that. No great man can deny that. So from today onwards, let us check ourselves. If there is some shortage of food, and when I talk about food, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about only the food that you eat, but I'm talking about anything that satisfies you. Check, are you a worker in that area? Because the Bible says, he who does not work will not eat. So we must become workers. So not only are great people and not only are great kingdoms, but they are also great works. Or we can say there are great people doing great works. There are different people in different places who are doing great and mighty works. These people belong to different kingdoms. Some of them belong to the kingdom of God and some of them do not belong to the kingdom of God. But they are doing great works. The people have done great things and they are continuing to do great things. Many people have invented great things 
even as you traveled to church this morning, you drove a car that was invented by someone. Yes, they differ from brand to brand, but the thing that has got four wheels and moving you from point A to point B is an invention of somebody. And that invention has caused them to be great. And it has caused them to be known in all the world. Why? Because they have done great works. However, most people make a mistake of thinking that when they have invented things and they are great and their names have been great, it means that it is them who were the source of this greatness. But the source of this greatness is God. Because for an example, the person who invents great things, they cannot invent anything unless they have a mind. And if you have a brain, you cannot manufacture your own brain. It is God who manufactures brains. It is God who gives brains. And therefore, if your brain has caused you to be able to invent something great and it has given you a great name, actually the person who has invented the great thing is God himself. But many people forget to acknowledge God when it comes to those great things that they are doing. In the book of Genesis chapter number 11, verse number 4, we will remember that there were people who came together and said, let us build the Tower of Babel so that we can make our name great. Because people think when they do great things, it is so that they can be great and be known only as the great people. And they never give God the credit that is due to him. I love it. In the New Living Translation, it says, then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. So it is good and it is encouraged for all of us to desire to do great works and to be great. It's good to aspire to be great. But no matter how great we can become, no matter how great we can do the works that we are doing, God must always remain the greater one in our lives. It is God who always does the greater works. And God is greater than the works that we can ever produce. Because without him, we wouldn't be able to do even half the things that we are doing, let alone the great things that we are doing. So when we become great, or when we get the privilege of doing great works, we must be careful that we do not replace God in our lives. We don't play God in our lives, or even the things that we have done, the great things that we have done, we must never allow them to play God in our lives. So when we begin to do great and mighty works, the mistake that we make is that we idolize the work that we have done. We need to not forget that it is God who has helped us to be able to do the great works. There are people who believe God for great businesses and they achieve great businesses, but then they begin to idolize their great businesses and they end up putting their great businesses first before God. 
they end up even saying, I am not going to go to, work, to, to church because I have this great project that I am working on, forgetting the very person who has actually helped them to become great, forgetting the very person who has actually helped them to do this great work. May you never be a person who believes God for great things, who believes, who believes God for great works, and when you have achieved them, you turn around and you forget the God who has caused you to be able to do the great works and to become the great person that you are. It, is, it flows from God. Greatness flows from God because God is the one who embodies greatness. There is no one who can ever be as great as God. So you stand a chance of losing even your greatness if you are not plugged into the source of greatness. The greater one called God himself. Somebody say amen. So the assignment that you need to make sure that you play your cards right Right. It is the assignment of being plugged into the one who is greater than your works, who is greater than you, who is greater than your career, greater than your business, greater than any other thing that you can ever achieve. And remember, it is him who has given you the privilege of achieving that which you have achieved. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. We must never idolize our greatness or even our great works. Jeremiah 45, verse number five, the Bible says, and do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them. For behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord. Not for yourself, but unto the glory of God. So our great works must always be unto the glory of the Lord. Matthew chapter number five, Verse number 16, the Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So when your light shines, it must glorify your Father in heaven. So be careful when people clap too much for you. Know when to take the claps and put them aside and say they'll never it is no longer I who lives, but him who lives in the inside of me. He's the one. Always point your achievements to the greater one. It must be unto the glory of God. So each time you do the business that you are doing, each time you want to climb that corporate ladder, it must be unto the glory of God of the Lord. Each time you work hard, waking up every morning, doing what you are doing, it must be unto the glory of the Lord. In fact, even us who are pastors, who are in the ministry, even as we pray, even as we fast, even as we study, even as we develop ourselves, it must not be so that people may say, hey, we are shy, man. Each time something happens and each time they pray for me, something happens, but it must be unto the glory of the Lord because each and every one of us are past instruments in the hands of the master and if you remain the instrument in the hands of the master the sky is not even your limit you will go to higher heights you will grow from glory to glory from strength to strength and you will be unstoppable if that which you are doing is unto the glory of God somebody say amen it must be unto the glory of God. Everything, maybe it is a homework that we need to do. 
This greatness that we, we, that, that we, we, we aspire so much, what is it for? Why do you want to be great? Why do you want to do great things? What is the reason behind? And if it happens that there is anything that does not point to God, let us correct it and let it point to God, the greater one. That's how we remain plugged in to the greater one so that he becomes our source. Somebody say amen. Amen. So since from the beginning, God has done great things. It is in his nature to do great things. God does not do small things. God does great works. He does great things. I mean, for instance, he created the heavens and the earth and he said, it is good. Really? Just good? The heavens and the earth, just good. Really, God, do you really mean it? It's just good. The earth that we live in, the hills and the valleys, the mountains, the seas, everything that God has created, is, we marvel at, but he says it's good. He says it's good. Something that you and I cannot even be able to do. But he says it, it's good. He says, why did he say it's good? He said it's good because he knew he had something greater up his sleeves. He created the heavens and the earth and he, says, he said it is good. And then after that was shy, what? Let us make men in our own image. What? Greater indeed. Greater indeed. So in other words, when you look at the heavens and you look at the earth and you look at yourself, know that you were something greater that God created. Greater than the heavens and greater than the earth. He made you in his own image. Maybe it is time you stop looking down upon yourself. Maybe it is time you correct the perspective that people told you that you are. Maybe it is time you sat down and you said, Lord, if you made heavens and the earth and you said it is good, but when you made me, you said it is very good. It means that I am your greater work. I am your greater work. But when we grow up, people say things. People say you are this, you are that. Somebody told me a very uh, uh, sad story. They said, I don't know if you know Dinawa Ranaka, the, the, the DJ. She, the person who was telling me the story says, the Twitter, uh, uh, she, won, uh, she wants, I don't know whether made a video or what, or she was saying it on radio. But she said, I never knew I was ugly until I joined Twitter. Because people talk. People say whatever that they want to say without knowing what it does to the next person. But I'm here this morning to let you know that you can change the narrative. You don't have to worry about what people are saying about you. You don't have to say uh, 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 and, and to take ownership of the negative things that people are saying about you or the things that have, have, have happened to you. You are not those things. You are made in the image of God and you are the greatest work that God has ever done. Somebody say amen. Know who you are in Christ 
and forget about what other people are saying. Know that you are the masterpiece. It does not matter how you look. You are the masterpiece that God, you are made in the image of God. And God cares for you. God loves you. It doesn't matter. Others were rejected by their parents. Others were rejected by their spouses. Somebody that you, you, you put your gut down and you thought, you know what, this is it. And the person turned on you. And then you begin to think that there is nothing good about you. But you came to church this morning and you know that God said it was good for everything else that he did. And when he made you, he said it is very good. You are his greater work. Come on, say, I am his greater work. Come on, say again, I am his greater work. Hallelujah. So everything that he created was just good until I came. His masterpiece, his greater work. Genesis chapter number one. And also Psalm chapter number 71, verse number 19. The Bible says, also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You have done great things, oh, oh God. Who is like you? David also said it in the book of Psalms, chapter number 106, verse number 21. He said, they forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt. God does great things. And God did not only do great things back then. God still does great things even today, all of the great inventions that we see, they are from God. God, even now, still does great things. One day, Mfundisi made us to pray a prayer that I still believe it is yet to be made manifest. He said, pray this prayer. Everyone who has done great things in this earth, it was derived from the greatness of God. God put it in their brains. God put it in their hearts. God put it in their hands. And they were able to invent all of those things. Maybe your breakthrough is just one invention away. May God give you just that one thing. Just that one thing. Just that one thing. He said, Many of us will remember that. Even today, we are still praying, just one, just one, just one, and your life will change forever. God still does great things. Job is a man amongst many, amongst many others who had a revelation of how great God is and the great things that God does. Remember, he did them before. He is still doing them. All that we need to do is just to tap into that which he is doing and believe him as the greater one so that we can do great things. So Job in the book of Job chapter number five, verse number nine, he said about God, who does great things and unsearchable? Marvelous things without number. Also in, in chapter number 9, verse number 10, he said, He does great things past finding out. Yes, 
Wonders without number. That's the God you and I serve. He also said it in the book, in, 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 uh, in chapter number 37, verse number 5, he said, God thunders marvelously with his voice. He does great things which we cannot comprehend. God does things that we cannot even comprehend. God does things that we cannot even explain. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen God do something so great in such a way that you are scared? If people ask you how did it happen, you actually don't know. You don't have a formula. You don't know how it happened. You just, you just say, I, I always say, Lord, give me a testimony that, that will cause me to go like, hmm. Mabeti testified, mm. And they come with their cameras because we record, we encourage for, the, for, the, for, the, for, for us to record um, testimonies in this church. So I will email and say, I have a testimony. But when it's time to say the testimony, mm. because you don't know how to put it into words. God has outdone himself. In fact, if you try to put it into words, people will think you are lying. So you go, hmm. Hey, thank you about understand the one about Tala. Oh, what's in Dabo? What's among Abessa? She lose Marat. I'm not the Musa Sessalent in a man. What an Alice I cut. Where to Manga Bessa Shile? Um, Tolum Tom Talati. Why? Go back as a teen. Beyond comprehension. How many know that you can speak according to what you comprehend? Oh, yeah, yeah, you here this morning. That's why they did not have words. It is because what God had done was beyond comprehension. They could not articulate it. Beyond their comprehension. They could not put it into words. I am Where you need to gather strength. Practice, practice somebody say, mm. Where you will have to gather strength for you to be able to sit down with somebody and tell them what the Lord has done. But even as you sit down, you fast. Come on, somebody, practice. There is a great testimony that I have because the great God that I serve has it again but as soon as you sit down no words beyond comprehension and you go mm. <laughs> something that you would even want to whisper you don't want people to hear because it does not it does not it, it, it does not add up man this is you we know you you know yourself I mean plus this miracle it does not add up and therefore, when you sit down looking at yourself, it's as if maybe this one will understand. So at least Abanya hey. Benges. Hey. Hey. Hi. Beyond comprehension. Beyond comprehension. May God do it for you. We are going to call it a mm, blessing. A mm, blessing. Hey, I see someone receiving a mm, blessing. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning receiving a mm, blessing? I receive it for myself for I know that he does great things that are beyond comprehension. 
someone, even in this church, just told me that the things that they emailed, a long list of what God has done in the year to live in just six months. And they said they don't even know how to put it. Even though the email was very long, but they don't know. It's not everything in there. And when you sit down with them and you are asking Nabo, somebody say, he thunders. He thunders with his voice and what can stand before his voice. And the Bible says, and then after he has thundered, he does great things. Things which cannot be comprehended. Things that we cannot, the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into any man's heart what the Lord has in store for us. God is a great God. God is a God who does great and mighty works. And he wants us to experience his greatness. God does these things for us. God, when he does great things, he does not do them just so that he can just be known as God. Remember, the Bible says in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. So when God begins to do great things, he does them in and through our lives so that he can be glorified. So how much is it when God can just take you and make you a project of displaying his greatness? displaying his greatness when he wants to be known in your area when he wants to be known in your family when he wants to be known in your workplace when he wants to be known in your line of business he will then take you and single you out only if you say Lord unto your glory he can take you and single you out and say this one is the one that I'm going to display my greatness through it can be you and it can, it can be me. Because when God does all of these things, He does them in and through His greater work, which is us. He continues to do all of the great works. He did them before and He's doing them again. In the book of Judges, chapter number two, verse number seven, the Bible says, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Also in Psalm chapter number 126, verse number two, it says, Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. There's somebody here this morning who is saying, I want God to display his greatness through me. You will sing and you will say, see what the Lord has done. See the greatness of my God. 
see what God has done for me and I am glad. There are many other people who do great things, but they are not glad. They are not joyful in their hearts. They don't have peace in their minds as much as they have done great things. But it is if it is unto the glory of God and if it is God who is doing great and mighty things in and through your life, then you will know that indeed I am glad because it is God who has done all of these great and marvelous things in my life. So when God does great things for us, He wants us to tell others. God does not want us to keep it a secret. God does not want us to take credit for the great works. So when God has singled you out and made you a project in your family and made you a project in your workplace and made you a project in your line of business, remember, God wants it to be known that it was God. Umfundisi always says the enemy does not care whether he gets the credit or not. That is why he will then cause people to do things. And if they don't say it's him, it's even good for him. But our God, when he does great and mighty things in and through our lives, he wants it to be known that it is him who has done such great things in our lives. God wants to take the glory. God wants to be glorified in and through the works that he does for us. So in other words, what's in it for God if you are great? Let's say now you are so great as you aspire to be and you pray to be. What's in it for God? God wants the world to know it is him who has lifted you. It is him who has elevated you. It is him who has given you the name that you have. It is him who has caused you to do the great works that you are doing. Somebody say amen. Tell of what the Lord has, has done. Don't take credit. Say it is God who has done it. Remember I said there's a testimony that is coming. But at some point, Sometimes it speaks for itself. Uveluti look. See what the Lord has done. And then it's, it, 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 it can speak for itself. And all the glory will then be given to God. Tell of what he has done in your life. Tell your family of what he has done in your life. Tell your friends of what he has done in your life. Mark chapter number 5. Verse number 19, the Bible says, However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Go home. The first place to go is home. To tell of what the Lord has done. But in most cases, that's the place we run away from. We don't want to tell our families what the Lord has done for us. We don't want our families to know that it is God who has done it for us. Even when we drive in with our new cars, we give credit to our promotions. We give credit to what we have done with our own might. We give credit to our education. Let them know, yes, I am educated indeed, but there are others who are even more educated than I am, but they have not tapped into a place that I have tapped into. And therefore, all glory 
belongs to the God that I serve. Go home and tell them. Maybe that's where lies their salvation. Maybe that's where lies their deliverance in you telling them what the Lord has done in and through your life. Even about your salvation on its own because many people who are not saved are not at peace. And when you get there and you, you show how peaceful you are, you tell them that you are at peace. You tell them that you have a God that you talk to, to offload. There's a church that you go to every Sunday and they teach you how to navigate through life. And that's why you are now at peace. You tell them, maybe that's where lies their salvation. Go home. He said, tell your friends. We hide it even from our friends because it's full by ikoko. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Tell of his great works. So when God does great things for us, he wants us to tell others. It's clear. He wants us to tell others. God has sent his son. He has sent his son to come and do great things in this world. The world that we are living in is not a good world, but God sent his only begotten son to do and to come and do great and mighty things in this world so that this world can become a better place for us as the children of God. Acts chapter number 10, verse number 38. The Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Because God was with him. The greatest work that God ever did unfortunately fell into sin. And after falling into sin, he did a greater work by bringing himself in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. He came and he died for us so that we can be reconciled back to him. Why is God so concerned about us being reconciled back to him? Because he knows that without him in this world that he created, we will not be able to overcome. He wanted us to be able to have the upper hand that he wanted us to have because we were stripped of the upper hand that we had in the Garden of Eden. When men fell, we were stripped of that power. But when he sent his only begotten son, it was so that we can regain our strength we can regain our, 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 our position of being the greatest work that he has ever done. So here is another greatest work that he has done. He brought his son to come and die for us. And the Bible says his son was anointed. His son came and he gave him the power. And the Bible says he went about doing great and mighty works. And the greatest work that his son ever did was the work at the cross of Calvary. He came, he hung on the tree and he became a curse 
He died for us at the cross of Calvary so that the work, the greatest work of God, which is the work of salvation, can be sealed for us. That is why we are sitting here this morning because He died for us so that our sins may be forgiven and we may be reconciled back to God so that the veil may be torn so that we may be able to enter into the Holy of Holies without feeling any guilty without feeling any guilty of anything that we have ever done then we may approach his throne with boldness the bible says because he has attained at the cross for us the relationship that we once had with god we are able to approach his throne with boldness even when the enemy tries to condemn us we approach his throne with boldness by reason of the blood that was shed at the cross of calvary If the enemy wants to negate what God has done, he needs to come with the blood of Jesus again, of which he does not have access to. So if he he says your salvation is null and void, he must bring a better blood because there is the blood that was shed for us at the cross of Calvary. It causes us to be candidates of the greatness of God. It causes us to be candidates of the great works of God. He produced salvation. Matthew chapter number 1 verse number 21. And she will bring forth a son, Mary that was, and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's why we are saved. Luke chapter number 19 verse number 10. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We were lost, but now we are found. Hebrews chapter number 2, verse number 3, the Bible says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How will you escape if you neglect such a great salvation? This is the mother of all escapes. There is no way you can ever escape anywhere else. You cannot escape depression unless you take care of your salvation. Do not reject your salvation. You can escape a sore heart through salvation. You can escape sin through salvation. You can escape things that are thrown at you through salvation. If you neglect this great salvation, which other salvation will you ever be able to attain? Somebody say amen. So God has called us to greater works. God has called us. God has saved us. That is why he bled and died at the cross of Calvary. To save us. And in turn. So that he can d- display greater works. In and through our lives. Jesus came. And did a great work at the cross of Calvary. He did great works. Going about healing the sick. Going about preaching the good news going about lifting people from poverty into riches, going about healing sicknesses and diseases, doing all sorts of miracles, signs and wonders. But listen to what the Bible says. As he came and did so great works that we read about, the works that are for our examples, because the Bible says every scripture is for our example. Everything that was written before time, it was for our examples. That's what the Bible says. And therefore everything, every great work that Jesus did, 
It was so that we can know it is possible in God to do great and mighty works. Hallelujah. Jesus came and did his part. And after doing his part, he said, greater works shall you do. So when he went to be with the Father, when he went back to his position of being God, when he was done being man here on earth, he said, yes, the works that I have done, there are other men left down there. And they are the ones, and he said, they are going to do greater works, greater works than the ones that I have done. John chapter number 14, verse number 12, verse number 12 he says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to be with my father. He says, greater works shall you do. So if you want to know your potential of doing great works, of doing great things, go and read what is it that Jesus did when he walked down here on earth. And you will know that even greater than what he has done, you shall do. He himself says, he whoever believes in me, believes in me shall do these things that I have done and even greater works will he do. John chapter number five, verse number 20. The Bible says, for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than this that you may marvel. Your world is waiting to marvel. Your world is waiting to marvel. But you must do greater works than the works that Jesus did. The greater works are not the works that are better than what Jesus did. But they are the works that are going to be more because we have more time than he did. So it means that we have the potential to do far more than what he did because everything that he did, he did in a very short space of time. But he has given us the gift called time. That is why he says, greater works shall you do than the works that I have done. The Bible says, but the people who know they are God, they shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits. When they talk about the people, they are talking about you and I. I don't want you to ever exclude yourself from doing great and mighty exploits. Don't say to yourself, I am too old to do great and mighty exploits. Don't say to yourself, I am too young to do great and mighty exploits. I want each and every one of us under the sound of my voice this morning, say at any given point, God can come and make a display of his greatness and I am going to be able to carry out great and mighty exploits. The Bible is so clear. It says, they that know they are God. It's so clear. It's clear. It says, they that know they are God. But the people who know their God. So all unto the one who knows the God of their pastor. Woe unto the one who knows the God of their husband. Woe unto the one who knows the God of their wives. Woe unto the one who knows the God of their parents. So this says to us, we need to be people 
who want to know God for ourselves. Each and every one unto themselves. Each and every person for themselves wanting to know this God because the prerequisite for the great exploit it is the knowledge of God. If you do not know God for yourself, you will crumble and you will fall at any instance where the devil sees that you are about to carry out great and mighty exploits. He tries to come so that he can destabilize you. But I want you to know that as long as you have done this homework of knowing your God, you will know that come what may, he is greater than the enemy. He is greater than the obstacles. He is greater than whatever may try to oppose me if you know him. This is the prerequisite. The Bible says then they will be strong because strength is required if you are ever going to be great. If you can study any great person anywhere, you will know. Will I fail as I attempt the great exploits? Yes, you will fail. How many times? I don't know. For as long as the strength that needs to take place in your life is there because this is the strength you will need there. You need this for there. You need that for there. It's a simple equation. They that know their God, they shall be strong. So strength comes from knowledge and not from a hearsay. They shall, they shall be strong. And then, after they have built strength, <laughs> in other words, God does not want us to be weak and be tossed to and fro. And some of us, God tries us with 275 cents in our account. No one can touch us. No strength, no capacity. No capacity for great things. But if you know your God, you'll be strong. You will have capacity to carry out great exploits. I don't know about you, I want to carry out great exploits. That's why I want to know him for myself. I encourage everyone here, know him. Know God. Do whatever it takes to know him. Take whatever we are teaching you here and say, Lord, reveal yourself. They said, you are a great God. How great are you? Show me. I want to know. So that when I talk and when I stand, I stand upon a firm foundation. I stand upon what I know. That is why when somebody says something about someone you know very well and they say something that is out of this world about them, you will say, no, not the person I know. Not the person I know. Same with God. God wants us to know him. And after knowing him, we will then be strong because the enemy will throw whatever he wants to throw. But sometimes you will not even realize that he has thrown something that's how strong you will be. You will look back and you will see, oh, that was the enemy there. And you have passed already because of strength. Because of strength. It's only when you are strong that you will carry out great exploits. Let us stand and pray. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. 
Thank you very much and keep on building.